March 27th, 2007. It's a Watt from Pedro show.
Lost My Space. I lost my space. What to do? What to do? There is no change. There is no place. There is no change. There is no place. from Pedro show um, started off with John Coltrane spiral and uh, that was me goo with what to do and it was a what to do situation because uh, brother Matt's pewter yes we're back at the love grotto it's <laughs> been a while maybe a month but uh, I'm glad to be here except where's brother Matt 
Where is Brother Matt? I hear he his might voice. be in the head or something. But we got some <laughs> we got some guests. Um, people came down from uh, Echo Park, huh? Echo Park. Uh. Yeah, we got uh, James Hamlin and Stefan Nelson. And not speaking is Mike Buscarella, but he's got a uh, video camera here, and he's <coughs> witnessing it, archive-wise, <laughs> video. Hey, Brother Matt. Hey. Turn on the bubble lamp. There's a party going on. <laughs> yeah. Welcome. Now, now their mic's real loud. Damn. Yeah, we had some technical difficulties. Well, come over here, Brother Matt. But we're back. Back in action. Yeah. Now, you guys, you're, you might Bogart and this stuff. <laughs> All right, there we go. Two. Is that better? Yeah, that's better. So, um, James, you you wrote me an email. You wanted to come on the show. We've really never had one of those. Before. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Look at that. But, We're big fans of the show. Oh, well, thank you much. Well, for that. Nice to have you here. Yeah. We actually got to meet Brother Matt in person. That's pretty big. <laughs> What's he like is just a voice. Well, you know, I, I, I'd seen the DVD. So I, 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 I had a visual on you from the DVD. But um, uh, your place is phenomenal, dude. You know. No, I think, uh, you know, during the technical difficulties. The Grotto. During the technical during difficulties, the we've had a good chance to bond with Matt. And, uh, you know, I mean, yeah, uh, you know, come on. <laughs> All right. It's been fun. But yeah, we also we also were just excited to see what you guys would think of our um uh we have some very crazy music, so it was just interesting yeah, to Yeah, we're gonna get our, to that. Yeah, we love crazy. You know, um I'm curious though, you heard the show before, right? Right. Several um Yeah editions. You and, play Wu Fei. But we were disembodied voices in uh persona and That's now true. You're in the Love Grotto, on the Pleasure Point. You're in Pedro, somewhere north of the equator, <laughs> west of the Rockies, Greenwich, meantime. And now, does it jive with you? It's it's almost the, even the, the actual folks, the, the two personas in the real, with that disembodied. Over the pewter internet <laughs> voice thing. I think I think that I'm. Uh, yeah, it, it would almost. Is it be, worse? It's better. Yeah. Okay. It's better. <laughs> it's better. It's almost. Um, uh, it's it's oh, it's very life. it's very surreal. It's very very surreal being here. It really is. Now, and did it is you beautiful. have an image in your mind before you came here? What it was like? I did. Yeah. Would you? What? What? what you have images of. Bathhouse. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of had more of an image of a basement. I think. Basement. Of, yeah, it seemed more like you guys were in a basement listening to it, and now it's like you know the sun's setting behind you. Yeah, you know, and it's a real. We're looking at east. You know, we're we're, we're people, looking at the picture of where we are on the are computer. People are confused. I sent out pictures, and they think they're always sunsets. But anyone who's been to Pedro knows 
We are now like Hermosa Beach, Redondo Beach, Manhattan Beach, Venice Beach, Santa Monica, El Segundo. Well, that's a cop down. But <laughs> most of PV. Yeah. We face east. We're like that part in San Francisco yeah. that faces Oakland. So we have sunrises. So you're right. The sun is setting behind us. Yeah, this time of year kind of slides down a little bit so we get a little better. Yeah. Sneak back up now. Yeah, it's on north. I don't know if you notice, but the sun has a track during the year. It doesn't always rise in the same place and doesn't oh, always yeah. set in the same place. And we just crossed the meridian, huh? Uh, equinox was a couple Great days ago, meeting. right? Vernal equinox. So, if it was the old days without the lights and we were going by the stars, we'd be way more cognizant of those things that Nature. we've lost our way with, yeah, because of our artificialness with the light and stuff, pewters. But that's how we get the Watt Beedra show across to folks, and we're not <laughs> totally bummed on it. <laughs> Yeah, and the great thing is on the computer right now, there's a picture of the overhead view of where we're at. Yeah. No, Brother Matt had a buddy in an airplane who flew over Point Furman here. And, well, I kind of told you where we're kind of near, but that's what that shot is. Uh, Brother Matt is probably uh, unique. A lot of people don't have that shot. Yeah. You won't get that on the Google <laughs> Map, world Google. Yeah, it's a lot nicer than the Google. When I go yeah. down the street, though, I see my car parked right in the driveway. Is that true? <laughs> <laughs> that is weird. The first time I, I did that, man. Yeah. <laughs> did you have wind today? We had massive wind. Oh, big time wind. Yeah. Yeah. You know, today is Tuesday, which is a paddling day for me. But I heard the howling, and I knew it would be going to be rough. So I got on the bike and I pedaled. And I even took an alternative route there because usually it's easterly, huh? That means I would be coming down Paseo and right around Korean Bell. Uh -huh. It'd be whooping on me. Yeah. Okay, so I went up Western, up 9th Street to Western. I came down to Royal Palms that way. And, man, was it wild at Royal Palms. Yeah, it's chopping hard. The trees, the palm trees, you know, like helicopter blades. It was intense. And the, you know who really digs on it? Seagulls, pelicans. They here at the lighthouse point, Furman, two hundred foot cliffs, and that gale c comes on it and puts an updraft. So they just come and they just pop up. Wow! Elevator, straight up. <laughs> so it's righteous looking at them. Have so much fun. Yeah, they were having a lot of fun. I mean, um, it's hard for them to let you know. But yeah, the, wind's like kind of splashing the gulls kind of sing, but pelicans are quiet. You know, they only have a song as a baby. So, oh. yeah, ain't that a trip? So it's, um, but I could tell they were digging on it. <laughs> you know, they got a kind of permanent smile on their face. Yeah, I was just coming up to five, and I just saw a big uh, Riley mess of dust. I mean, it, it looked like it was rain until you got right up to it, and it was just trash. You think it was having fun? <laughs> I don't think it was. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't, didn't think about that until just now. <laughs> exactly. It was a shitstorm. Yeah, it, 
was more of a um, so I uh, played you on my show before you did yeah and it was great thank you so much for doing that yeah, yeah but thanks. you brought me some more music yeah now your band is called Howard M that's correct and uh, how many folks? Just you and Stefan? Just me and Stefan. Stefan's the drummer and uh, also plays a little bit of synths, and uh, I am uh, playing and singing everything else. So do you do a lot of gigs or mainly make it? We try to do gigs. You know, we had a gig Sunday yeah. at Sacred Grounds, <laughs> but we have so much gear. In Pedro. We have, we, you had a gig in Pedro. We did. We had a gig in Pedro, and the guy, we brought in a gong, and I think that was questionable. <laughs> And then the guy saw the uh, 88-key keyboard and was just like, I don't know if you guys, you know, I thought this was an acoustic act. And, uh, <laughs> it was Dave. And, and, yeah, and, he's and, a boss. And, and but got, it's a little coffee. It is. it is. We, we had no business playing <laughs> You there, know what so. they say in vaudeville. No, you, you could play there, but you work the room. Yeah. That means, you know, you downsize. You know? Yeah. Like if you had a big dick, you'd fold it. <laughs> <laughs> but the good thing was, is Stefan's brother is in a band called the Tough Cats, who were on tour all the way here from Maine at the time, and so they got to play. So we didn't, we we just enjoyed watching them play, and they rocked as hard as we could have if we would have played. So, <laughs> so your audience, yeah, and it was great. That's a good role. Life's about roles. Oh man! Oh yeah! Get on your thing, it. brother man. Yeah, the Tough Cats sold the Tough Cats sold a the Tough Cats sold a hundred dollars worth of merch to one couple, so they were happy. You know, wow. they they sold a They're lot of stoked. stuff and they were stoked. And the show went. The sh- they, those guys are phenomenal. You know, it was a great it was show. But Pedro people who spent a hundred bucks. Yeah, yes. yeah, a couple. They I, I wanted to adopt the, those guys. They, they wanted to take like them home. Santa Monica people. But, and Jake, oh, they were Santa Monica yeah. people. Jake, the drummer from Tough Cats, is the hugest Watt fan. That he was like, you know, he was trying to do a Watt spotting basically down there. <laughs> Sunday. And yeah, and yeah. so just the shout out goes. Sunday, to, I was in uh, coming back from Texas. So sorry, I did Jacob. This, uh, south by Southwest. Oh. It was the second oh. time I did that. How in fact, was it? the last show was done there? I did an interview with Steve Shelley, right on this very aluminum purse. That's what we're using here <laughs> because we'll get Brother Matt's horse back in the race. But right now we got the aluminum purse, and uh, that's why I use with Steve Shelley. And he did a spiel. Uh, it was great. Cool. And he played some music. He played me a trippy thing where he was uh, asked to be on a blues session. You didn't think Steve Shelley could play a blues shuffle, did you? <laughs> yeah, real good, though. Wow. With respect to Steve. I think they're going to China and Japan right wow. now. Yeah. And he told me they're going to do All Day Dream Nation next, uh, this summer coming up in order. And nice. Maybe uh, they call me up with the walkie-talkie leash on the stage so I could do Providence. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> so I have to transcribe. I got to get the lyrics right. <laughs> so. Now, Howard M., how long have you had the band? Um, well, are we over two years now? I think just over. Just over two, two years, years, maybe. Yeah. And whose brainchild was it? I think it was pretty equal on both of our parts. Steph and I had worked on a soundtrack together, and... Uh, he had a studio left over from a band that had broken up and an ex-girlfriend, and I had just been laid off from my new job at the time, which didn't last but a week. But we decided to start the band, and then once I got rehired and we had to pay for the studio, it just, just kind of kept itself going. Okay, where'd you get the name? The name is the name of a keyboard that I bought 
that I had the bad habit of naming musical instruments of, uh, you know, kind of like naming a ship or anything else. It was just something that I always did. And so that was the name of the keyboard for a while. So instead of using a name, I used that name. And then by the time Steph came in, I'd made a bunch of stickers that had gotten hung up. And so we had... Oh, you mean a, you had the name of the band before... Before we it. had the band, yeah, I exactly. I thought it was equal creation. Well, it musically, very much You always much had so. the name, it, it was, was just waiting for a band. Exactly. Well, I was I hanging up the stickers for probably four years before... Oh, yeah, yeah. you know about that? <laughs> there used to be these things called flyer bands. Yeah. Like in Austin, the old punk scene. Like the dicks and that. They never played yeah. gigs, you just yeah. put up flyers. Exactly, that's pretty much what this was all about, yeah. yeah. They were yeah. coming. <laughs> we're coming, exactly. When you done And it's funny, there's a couple of sticker guys that have contacted me that were like, oh yeah, Howard Am's legendary. <laughs> you know, I mean, you guys have been around L.A. forever. I've seen the stickers. <laughs> but yeah, so by the time that this this uh, project was together, yeah, you know, and it's, and it's weird, this is just kind of the fantasy project that I think the reason why we haven't played more gigs than we have is because we just, uh, it's kind of a strange uh, band to pitch to people. You know, the guitarist and drummer is not really a, I guess it's more acceptable two-piece bands than it used to be, but we're still, we're, we're kind of, we're kind of a strange act. Yeah, I mean, the, great, the greatest thing about this first album was we got to record with Kramer, who I had been in contact with since I, and I understand that. You guys have never met face-to-face. He was just in town recently. No, like, I tried. I emailed him. I didn't get one back. He said he was in Long Beach. Uh, yeah. He wants to do something with me in Japan, play with two drummers and two bass. That would be wild. Yeah. Kramer's yeah. a great guy. I told guy. him, yeah, yeah, I've been a fan of his. I've done music for him. I gave him Walking the Cow for a Daniel Johnson yeah. tribute. But um, this is a hard year for me because i got a lot of touring to do. But hopefully I can do that, you know. I I like trying and put myself in strange situations and <clears throat> so I can learn. So he's probably got a lot he can teach me. So I'm into uh, working with Mr. Kramer. Now, uh, do you have anything to do with your recording? Did he produce it? The, yeah, he produced the record. And basically, I had, I had written the guy since I was 16, sent him tapes of, you know, back in... I've written him since, like, 1986. And I had... Oh, wow. Yeah, long time. Maximum Rock and Roll's days. That's where I found out about him. Yeah. And we had stayed in contact. He was supposed to record a band that I had. brother, Matt. He was supposed to record a band I had in um, in uh, Missouri in 1993 called... Springfield, right? Yeah. I played Springfield only once. <laughs> I think that was, this guy was your sound guy. It though. was a downtown <laughs> thing, right? And then a, a store trip. Yeah. I... And I really wanted to play there. You know who's from there? Who's from Charlie there? Hayden, Petra's daddy. I didn't know that. Cowboy. I did not Charlie. know that. I didn't know that. He's from Springfield. Yeah, that's right. Oh. Wait, is he the one, one that the had the show on TV? Well, he's part of a family that had a show. Yeah, yeah, show, yeah. Okay? Oh, I am Because he was a little guy. guy. He yeah. was Cowboy Charlie. He wore yeah. a hat and sang. That's he got into bass later and incredible. Yeah. Uh, double bass, stand-up bass. Yeah. Washed up. <laughs> and uh, another Missouri cat, but not Springfield, I don't think, is... Uh, Pat Metheny, and he's made some yeah. records with him. I think yeah. they got one called Missouri Sky under the Missouri Sky. Wow. Yeah, I, I knew that. So, but I've only, you know, because it was hard to find gigs there, and, and that thing was only short-lived. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, they but beat it was me down great. majorly. Yeah, it was, it was like a storefront downtown, a kind of blighted area, but uh, I and really Stephane enjoyed it. And Stefan was your it. sound guy. God, Stefan, it's <laughs> great. 
That was a good I'm sorry, evening. You know was... the good thing about Alzheimer's? <laughs> <laughs> You're always me. That was one of the people. best. That was the best show that we had at that. that was it? Sure. Oh yeah, one of the best. Wow. Sure. Legendary. We we dug it. You know, I I like playing everywhere and. Well, we didn't get many bands. Even at that though you time. tore a lot, yeah, because it's kind of you know it's south hard of the foothills of those arcs. And yeah, not real hard, but mm. it, it, most the most people just routes pass are it. yeah most right. They go north it. through Columbia. And yeah, yeah, like that, you know. And that's a big school town. And, yeah, the blue. But note. you know, Missouri. Yeah, the Blue Note, Good Rich King, and last played all of show. them. Last yeah. year's Shadow Show's the Blue Note. Yeah, absolute, yeah. absolute. Minuteman, Firehose played a lot for him at. His new one and his older one, the one by the highway. And that was really a stopover between St. Louis and uh, Kansas yeah, City. Big yeah. time. So, yep. But, uh, you know, sometimes it, it, geography means a lot. You know, like Boise gets a lot of gigs because there's just nothing. Salt Lake City, a lot of gigs. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, if, as you're routing the thing. Yeah. Or you can be on the other end of it like you cats where the route ain't so well. But it doesn't mean you don't deserve to play there because every town – has a reason why it's there, and it's got good people. And well, it was always the only the thing I found different is um, uh, geography and weather. People are people, and I, I, I just dig tripping on them, you know. Well, during those early eighties, trip 80s, on me. <laughs> during the early eighties, it was all about the outhouse in Lawrence. Yeah, and that that's was a spot. hike. That that's was a, a spot. hike for you guys. That <laughs> was a. But we always made it. I mean, that was the thing. Wow. It was worth it. You know, that was like. Uh, Toxic Reasons days. So you didn't go south like to Fayetteville. Fayetteville had the Faith Healers, which is a whole other right. scene, and which is were, a real cool scene. Also, Faith they had clubs, too. Yeah. Okay. Not not continuous, but they'd have different things going down there. I remember playing one time. It was a combination club skate park. It had ramps and shit. Yeah. <laughs> that they had built. And then you'd be playing some sports bar the next time around. But it was, you know, it's yeah. the big Razorback. It's yeah. a big school town. There was money there for sure, and uh, so I, that's probably as crows fly closer to you. Yeah, but Lawrence the for sure Lawrence got a lot of gigs. Then. Yeah, a lot of gigs, and it has a pretty old scene. Yeah, bands like uh, Embarrassment and uh, yeah. Memorial Micronauts. And Micronauts, man, huge. Though. Yeah, 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 big time. Mudhead in the late once. '80s. I don't know if you ever heard of Mudhead, but Mudhead yeah, yeah, was yeah. great too. Yeah, yeah. We still have some friends from Kansas City who have a band now called. Um, uh, what are they called now? They used to be in season. Well, Kansas Rich. City was uh, in the old days Fool Killers, Big and I played next door to it. <laughs> yeah, and then there was a blues thing, the uh, Emporium, right? Yeah, Grand Emporium on Mondays would be punk nights, so you could play yeah. there, and they'd have a chow, a queue in there. You could do that. Anyway, the Midwest. Yeah, God bless. It's got be- best of both worlds: the, the sweaty ass summers and the uh, freezing winters. It's well, yeah. <laughs> And you know, I moved. I moved to Los Angeles for a for a girl who I was with out here for several years. But yeah. Los Angeles has been so good to me. I mean, the Midwest. I was persecuted and punished for lots of things that now I make money off of. So you know, it's like <laughs> wow. it's weird. You know, and a band like us could have never existed there. You know, the bands I had there were really crazy, but it was very short lived because you know you couldn't get any shows. Well, Bur- you know? Burroughs ended up in Lawrence. Yeah, yeah. and Burroughs was yeah. a huge influence on me. I went to school. You know, I went to school at KU, and You're he put Jay on a Hawk. lot of. He, he put on a lot of great shows. That guy, you know, Laurie Anderson was there. He brought people there that would never, and he gave a lot of money to the art school. You know, I mean, it was a, he was a He was deal. putting on gigs. 
Yeah, <laughs> you bet. Well, I mean, he would. Yeah, well, you know, he sang. With Lo- he sang with Laurie Anderson. I actually, the best story I have from Lawrence with William S. Burroughs is uh, a friend of mine, Pat Bills, and Lord only knows he may listen to the show. He probably does. <laughs> but Pat Bills used to cut uh, cut his grass. And if he would do it with no shirt on, he made five dollars extra. He would always do it with no shirt on, and <laughs> Wayne Burroughs would sit on the porch, <laughs> gods and monsters style, and drink lemonade and watch him yeah, mow I the lawn. I got a song for you. <laughs> We're gonna play some of your music, but then I got a song for you there, lawn, Lawnmower Man. <laughs> But uh, this this song we're going to play here, Dada, what's this? Tell me about it. This is a song that whenever we very first started experimenting with different stuff, we started experimenting with uh, using an arpeggiator on a keyboard that was set to a certain loop and uh, and having Steph add drums to it. And this song kind of uh, merged out of that whole sound of different stuff. And... Um, uh, I, you know, for a long time we almost dropped it, and it ended up being a lot of people's favorite song. So we decided to keep it. And but it's you know the the main thing on this whole album to us is just you know Kramer is a genius. The guy produced the heck out of it. He came and dug a lot of this out of the. He really helped us just create a sound out of this early stuff because he really you know I, I don't know how familiar you are with his production work, but the guy is really. He mixed my Walk in the Cow that I gave him. I just gave sent him over the basic tracks that me and. Uh, Pete Mazich and Talia and Nels Klein did. And then he mixed it up. And then he also put his own singing on, which was a trip. <laughs> well, like <laughs> on, on Fire by Galaxy 500. Uh, I mean, oh, the yeah. guy has produced some beautiful, I mean, yeah. Bongwater. You know, I mean, Bongwater, yeah. Too Much Sleep is one of my favorite, you know, favorite records. I, that guy's work is really phenomenal. I think he's so overlooked. So this song, you give a lot of credit. His production on this song, I think that as you listen to the drums and everything else on it, it's pretty. It's pretty wild. I think that he his his uh, take on our music was really fantastic to us because I think we were so used to it. It's kind of hard to hear it yourself at a certain point. And yeah, yeah. some perspective and just uh, <laughs> perspective. It's, it's nice to have someone that knows exactly what you're looking for without you having to explain it to them, and then you know, just to hear. What you know, I, I, neither one of us could have had the guts to do what you know to make those moves, and it's uh, it's a it's the most collaborative experience I've Did had. Did you with a producer. Um, demo for him? We sent him demo tracks and whatnot, but really we just uh, we recorded everything in a in a real small studio out in. Um, uh, what I mean is, like, you presented them as demos, and he said, "Hey, why don't you put the verse over here?" And- no, he didn't arrange this at all. Even though he is, that's one of his main things to do is arrangement. He did, you know. He basically came, he recorded the whole, all the session with us, and then he mixed it all at his home, mastered it all there. So he sent us the first take that he thought we were going to do notes on or whatever, and we were in love with it. So we were just like, man, you did it, that's it, you know. So it was uh, very much his vision of what we were doing, you know, more so than even ours. He heard it and... The the best thing about the recording session with him is we you know we use like a lot of vocal effects and vocoding and that type of weird uh you know it, and Kramer done a lot of that like pitch shifting type of uh, effects and um uh, whenever he he had recorded all of our music and he was really into the drums he's really into different aspects and you know definitely guiding us along a track of what he wanted to record and how he wanted to record it but as soon as he heard uh, the vocals he shattered into this laughter. <laughs> that you know was you know borderline maniacal crazy laughter which actually there's a section of on the disc because we were just so you know it was the moment whenever 
everything broke loose of like, wow, you know, he really gets this music. You know, he understands that he can be laughing now and it's all right. I think, you know, our music hits people in a very strange way. After he produced it, he was like, well, people that don't like experimental music are going to hate this record, you know, and I think that's pretty much the truth. <laughs> well, you know, we can only talk about it so long. We should probably. Here we go. Play it. Here you go. This is Howard M. <clears throat> Dada, bought from Pedro Show.
Well, it's all a pretty female to let you understand. She had a mind for roving to some foreign land. She dressed herself in sailor's clothes and boldly did appear. Well, engaging with sea captain to serve him for a year. The captain's wife, she being on board, she seemed in such great joy to think her husband had engaged the handsome cabin boy. And oftentimes she'd slip a kiss and beg him, don't be coy. Awful well, she liked the features of the handsome cabin boy. So nimble was that pretty maid, and done her duty well. But mark what followed afterwards, as she herself can tell. The captain, with that pretty maid, did often kiss and toy. Often soon he found the secret of the handsome cabin boy. Well, her cheeks they were like roses. Her hair was all a curl. The sailors often smiled and said he looks just like a girl. But eating captain's biscuits, well, her colour did destroy, and the waist did swell. A pretty nail, the handsome cabin boy. It was through the Bay of Biscay their gallant ship did plow. One night amongst the sailors there was a dreadful row. They tumbled from their hammocks for all sleep it did destroy, and they swore about the groaning of the handsome cabin boy. Oh, doctor, dearest doctor, the cabin boy did cry. My time has come. I am undone, and now I'm going to die. The doctor ran into her bed, said, "Now you are undone." Oh, to think a cabin boy could have a daughter or a son. Now when the sailors heard the news, they solemnly did swear the child belongs to none of us. Each sailor did declare. And the lady to the captain said, "My dear, I wish you joy. Offer either you or I've betrayed the handsome cabin boy." Come all you bold fellows, we'll drink success to trade, and likewise to the cabin boy who was neither man nor maid. And if the war should rise again, our sailors.
is to destroy Well, he's hoping for a lot more Like that handsome cat boy
Pedro Show. Uh, we started that one with uh, Dada and Howard M. Good job, Kramer. <laughs> um, then we had uh, Yumi Yumi with Idiot. That should be my theme song. Did I ever tell you about my transmission story? Uh-huh. I mean, this is many years, 20 something years ago. I never told anybody for many years. It's so fucking embarrassing. <laughs> but I was up in Koreatown, and I uh, conked over there in K-Town and woke up, and somebody bashed my square back. Oh. I was like, fuck, but I could get it back to Pedro. And I also, at the same time, had a bus, 63 bus, the bus of both squadrons. So, hey, I can swap the trannies, huh? <laughs> so, you know... It won't be a total loss because I used have to use a bungee cord in the fucking bus to keep it in third gear. <laughs> so all day, the thing about Volkswagens, you could do this on your own, you know. You could pull the motor, pull the tranny, and they're swing axle, right? So that means i got to get the splines out the whole fucking dealio, put it up on the jack stand and you know, pray the fucker don't fall off. <laughs> those days, you know, so... <laughs> can't see that, but I showed Brother Matt where the teeth are missing. Anyway, I get the fucking motor out of the bus, then I get the tranny out, 
I get the motor out of the square back. I get the tranny out of the square back. I flip them, get them in there, and each, you know. And, you know, this is all day, right? <laughs> Fuck. And, you know, of course, many uh, knuckle-buster fucking blows with the, uh, you know, pipe on the wrench to extend it so you get some fucking torque, the whole dealio heating them up. But anyway, I get through it all. I get it all back. And I, you know, here, let's try it out, man. You know, and fuck, what do I have? Four gears of reverse and one of four. You understand, on, a, on the buses, and I, didn't, I was a young man, younger man. More younger man. There's fucking transfer boxes at the bottom, at the hubs, huh? Right, because they're going to use the same train, but we're going to downgrade uh, gear using these transfer boxes. Now you got a, a set of gear here, a gear here, and a gear here. Right, two gears. So what happens to the direction? Oh, it's reverse. You know, yeah, it's one of them fucking tard tests. That you take. You know, and I didn't think this through. Of course, they had reverse trannies in the fucking buses. You know. Uh, oh shit so I had to yank <laughs> all the shit back out well at least the bolts were a little easier uh, <laughs> that fucking hell oh my god can you believe that <laughs> idiot fucking idiot and then we had um, Use Your Youth by uh, Shinjin Rui <laughs> they're from England you know but, but you heard his accent <laughs> that's their name and uh May with order in the nothingness. That, that's my other theme. Oh, is order in the nothingness. Where, where are we at on the time? I can't see. We at we at it there. Okay, uh, it's March twenty seventh, two thousand seven. Watt from Pedro show. Um, hold tight for hour two. March twenty seventh, two thousand seven. It's the second hour of the Watt from Pedro show.
holding the long violin boulevard, putting his arm out to make a turn. Somebody stole the olive out of his martini. Driving along Mallet Boulevard, putting his arm out to make a turn. Somebody stole the olive out of his martini. Driving along Mallet Boulevard, putting his arm out to make a turn. Somebody stole the olive out of his martini. Driving along Mallet Boulevard, putting his arm out to make a turn. Somebody stole the olive out of his martini. Driving along Mallet Boulevard, putting his arm out to make a turn. Somebody stole the olive out of his martini.
We are done. That's um, Howard M. with Are You Real, which is a, a song you guys say is your pop song. <laughs> I guess we say that because it's slower than our other songs. Okay. <laughs> so slow is pop. <laughs> Usually with drummers, slow means softer. Yeah. Right? And fast means harder. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> How do you know the drummer's at the door? <laughs> the, the knocking speeds up and he doesn't know when to come in. <laughs> drummers are the heart of the bands. Drummers, I mean, we're all doing drums, I believe. You know, Very much so. these little repetitive things, unless maybe Ravi Shankar with his ragas that repeat every two years. But most of us are doing little repetitive things. We're actually playing two drums, the left hand on the fret, right hand on the picking if you're right-handed. And uh, I think this is one of the reasons why all these uh, make fun of the drummer jokes and then the guy's stupid and all this shit, because they <laughs> realize deep down, without admitting it because they're in deep denial, that that cat is holding all the power. It's just Big rhythm time. music, especially rock and roll. Big and, time. But all the other musics. Probably the first drums was the earth. And dancing, the bottoms of the feet were the sticks. Yeah, right. So fuck that shit about not giving drummer respect because. And yeah, I don't know if you've ever seen my trios, but I put them way up front. I put oh, the cat oh, yeah. with his kick drum around my leg, so even if I don't hear it, I'm feeling it. I mean, and for the bass guitar, that's the closest known as that kick drum. I just uh, have lots of respect. Uh, I'm playing with a young guy now, a guy 20 years younger than me, Raul, who comes yeah, from hardcore. You. And the guy, even though the music's way different, he's way up for it. Dr drummers are bold, motherfucker. They're hard chargers. I'm way into them. We saw you guys at Safari Stage. Steve Saved. Perkins, you two incredible. Sets. You see with Banyan, he's in the front leading yeah. us. Yeah. If we play a Banyan gig and Perkins is forced to set up behind us, it's the worst. Yeah. You know? Uh, uh, with the Stooges, I'm with the Scotty, who's incre amazing, incredible. I mean, you get plum walking in with that groove. <laughs> Uh, I got to play with uh, Dave Grohl, incredible oh, drummer. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Wow. Uh, of course, George Hurley, you know, who's all about uh, personality. You know, this is the way George Hurley's going to play the drums. Yeah. In fact, a little later we'll play the new, uh, something off the new uh, Unknown Instructors. All right. Where I got to play with them. Well, it was me, him, and the dust storm. <laughs> yeah, it was <laughs> George even played in a little bit. You know? I was like, whoa, what's with the studio here, you know? <laughs> it's like on the, what you saw on the freeway, the dust devils. But then I looked over, and it was coming off his drums. <laughs> whoa, Georgie didn't play in a while. <laughs> Maybe that's what happened. The best thing of that session, though, was David Thomas conducting us. And David Thomas is a cat. You know, we, me and Georgie looked up. We saw the first Perry Ubugega at the... Whiskey, the when they came to town and modern dance, you know, man. and the singles wow. before that. Love that, love that band. In fact, I get to talk to Tony Mamoni. He has a studio in Brooklyn now, and he wants to talk to me on the phone because cool. nice. I looked up to his bass lines and all that. And then I got to meet him, and he even stayed at my pad and Pedro one. Wow. It was funny. He came. Me and Carol was living in the one room thing on 14th. I mean, this pad had one outlet, <laughs> Not just one room, but one outlet. <laughs> <laughs> 
And like, here comes Tony. Tony's going to conk there. You know, it's like, whoa, I don't know. Tony, you know. We got to a point. In some ways, it was righteous because you didn't have to really reach far. You know, the shit had grown in from the walls. So far, you just, spaceship. <laughs> so Tony conked in the brack pad. And I guess wow. some motherfucker, if there was cats in there and the fleas got on him and bit him up. He's a beautiful man and he's just put out a record called The Book of Knots with the singer of uh, Mekons, John. Oh, wow. I bet that's great, cool. Great cat. And uh, uh, he wanted to play with Dose but I got torn. Shit. That would be great because this yeah. Book of Knots thing he's got. He's also got, we played some on the show a little while back. Home and Garden was a thing he did during Paruba was something he did with the drummer Scott Cross. <laughs> it shows you how punk rock is. Scott Cross has got his son singing, wow. you know, in the band. And his son's got a wow. beard. I mean, <laughs> his son's in the band with a beard. <laughs> you know, things have come along a little bit. A little aging. So uh, before uh, Are You Real by uh, Howard M., you guys, it's your buddies there, the um, Tough Cats from Maine. That's right, New Haven, Maine. Maine. And the lead guy in that band is actually Stefan's brother, Joe Nelson. Oh, wow. Yes, Family my brother's affair. band. Okay. They were just in town. They just played Sacred Grounds on Sunday to a huge response. Did they play this tune here, Thunderbird? They did. Yes, they yes, did. They okay. did. Okay. To a yeah. huge response. Right, there was a couple from Santa Monica who was touristing, slumming in Pedro, and spent $100. <laughs> yeah, kicked down. Threw 100 fucking, a big Benjamin at him. <laughs> and Jacob, their drummer, was... Uh, so how did they bear the weight of the heavy coin? Oh, did man. Did they take it well? <laughs> big time. Okay, big time. We had position normal with Olive before that. We started out the second hour with No Feelings by now. Like now, we got No Feelings. <laughs> Isn't there a Sex Pistol song called that? No Feelings for anybody else except for myself. You don't know this? No. You don't know this? You don't know this? Steve Jones would know. <laughs> I think they had a song called No Feelings. Right. But that's one of the reasons why you can't copyright a title, because there's lots of... <laughs> Did you know that? You can't copyright a title of a song. I did not know that. Yeah, well, that's why you're on the Watt. Pete Rose Show. <laughs> Learn shit. <laughs> so, Tough Cats, how long have they been around? Oh, God, I'm not really sure. Speak for them. I'm not really sure how long they've been around. At least, probably three years, but I think they would never were all together at the same time for long periods. Cause all right. Who's the, the one, who's the one consistent member? Your brother? Yeah, my brother, I think, writes a good uh, bit of the material, but I think they write a lot of it together. So His brother know. plays a resonator guitar and sings. There's a banjo player who as well whistles and sings and... Uh, Plays a little mandolin. mandolin yeah. The drummer plays a... Is there a uh, bass player? There's no bass player. Yeah, of course. That, well, that's why. That's <laughs> like where you come band. in. That's where you come in. <laughs> so that's kind of like the main sound? Uh, the, the, uh, the, the, drummer, the drummer plays a suitcase. Maine, he's talking about the grand state of Maine. That's where they're from, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're from New Vinyl. Haven, which they're is an island. No, no, no. Vi- they're lobstermen, Vinyl. right? They're marinaros. They're Vinyl in the boat. Haven. Vinyl Haven. Vinyl Haven and North Haven. What kind of van? Did they drive a van over here? What was it? they did, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> hey, they got, brave, great, they got a great, they got a great deal on. Grande, Brazo Grande. Yeah, they're doing. Oh well yeah, up yeah, there. yeah, yeah. I played there a lot, I, but I played the big town, Port, uh, Portland. Portland, yeah. But the, I played some uh, college things too. 
But the drummer is a yeah. huge Watt fan. He was right. amazed we were going to be on here, so I'm positive he's listening right now. So heads up to Jacob. Jacob, Joe, Colin. Jacob, you rock. You guys are yeah, the best. Yeah, much respect. Now, what's the Deerhoof connection? The Deerhoof connection is tonight they're actually playing. Uh, you know, it's listed as uh, as Tough Cats and Friends, so we just assume those guys are playing with them. <laughs> These guys uh, put on a show. Uh, well, it's easier for Steph to tell the story, I think. Um <laughs> Well, I don't know if it is, out. but let me try. Um, <laughs> they put together a ballet on North Haven uh, oh, for yeah, the school, right. and the milk, milk, milk man. Milkman milk to man. the soundtrack okay. of the of the album Milkman by right. Deerhoof. Whenever Deerhoof uh, found out that they had organized all this, the the lady who helped them organize it at the school had some unknown Deerhoof, correct? Yeah, they were friends. And so she contacted them. Deerhoof ended up coming out for the performance, taking the whole thing in. They made a DVD of it now. How long ago was this? A few months ago. What? Uh, probably a year ago. Deerhoof's on tour now. Yeah, let's say they probably did that a I mean, year Petty ago. Petty Bone, Son of El Ray, it was wild. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a, a great band. They're great awesome. band. Awesome. They're awesome. Well, different from the record. No keyboard live. They, just the two, three right. of them lined up in a row. Just bashing it out. Uh, yeah. yeah. they really, Whooping it up, John. Mm-hmm. Crazy ass. And um, the singing with the Satori. And the yeah. Trip. Yeah. Good yeah. bass, too. Yeah. Real bass, like uh, Paul McCartney bass. Yeah. yeah. Well, you always hated it as a kid, but I'm learning to... Uh... You know what called me up, speaking of bass players, yesterday? It was Les Claypool. He wow. says, I see you on the cover of this magazine. <laughs> and, uh, hey, Les. We love Les Claypool. How are you Claypool. doing? Yeah, Come yeah. On. Incredible musician. Changed the world. He told me he just yeah. made a movie. No way. And Yeah, I think he brought bass to a lot of kids. Big like yeah. where they want to play him yeah. and Flea. Oh, yeah. dude! Flea, oh, of yeah. course. Turn me onto the residents. Oh yeah. Well, well, they were around. A long, well, I know, <laughs> a long but I mean, I never heard of the residents before. Uh, Primus covered one of Actually, their songs. You know, they're from Louisiana or something. Yeah. But then they moved to San Francisco. Yeah, yeah, Third Reich and Roll and yeah. Uh, yeah. Residents are uh, great. Duck Stab EP. That's the first record I got. Was the Duck Stab, and then I got Third Reich and Roll. And great man, me and Raymond saw them do some weird opera where. Uh, a skull guy danced around and narrated, and I think yeah. I was a little borracho and fucking told me to bite down because I was just fucking yammering. Someone stole their eyeballs? <laughs> stole their eyeballs? <laughs> oh, shit. They had some dudes in eyeballs, but the main dude narrating, and I think it was so, uh, stories from the Bible all whack. Yeah, it got, uh, God and Three Persons. Okay, some kind of trinity. Must be their uh, yes. Louisiana. Yes. <laughs> some parish kind of thing. So, so they did, did this uh, ballet, and it's a record, a uh, DVD? It's a DVD, DVD, yeah, and it's, it's available through those guys' website, I'm sure. I'm sure it's probably available on Deerhoof's site, too. But those guys have really taken them under their wing because, well, Tough Cats are an amazing band. They're a band that once you see them, it's, I, I think they're just going to be huge. You know, they're, I first heard about Deerhoof through Nels. I mean, it's part of the scene, yeah. you know, taking yeah. folks. Yeah. Our first tours were with Black Flag. Part of yeah. the scene is that you come together. Yeah. You bet. You know? It's the you way. Yeah. And then I don't think that those values or ethics went old-fashioned. So like Les tells me, he's in town uh, for a movie. He's made a movie yeah. about some jam band that gets to play the festeroo, which is like the <laughs> jam grail or something. I don't know. That's, <laughs> but Les is laughing. I mean, he was laughing the whole time. Oh, yeah, he's a great he's sense of humor. He's having a good time with it. He does a theme to that uh, robot chicken show. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> he's done a lot of themes. South, 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 um, South Park. South Park, yeah. of course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's a, he took me on tour once. Good cat. Mad genius. Wow. Great, great uh, bass player. And, nice. 
Anyway, he said, yeah, you're still playing that bit? Because he, he saw me play that bass at a gig, that little Gibson. He goes, that's, your, that's the one you should be playing. So when <laughs> he said kidding. this uh, yesterday, I said, well, you told me to play it. He goes, you know, well, okay. That's the way to do it. And, uh, but it was good to get a call from him. And, you know, I go, well, you probably were expecting some fusion dude on you know, this month. So he goes, well, you know, <laughs> with that voice he's got, huh? <clears throat> it was a, you, you put in the confusion. <laughs> kid, they got to hear about it. They got to know about it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Thank you. I got to bring you one, Brother Matt. Cool. The shirt's all fucked up. I look like an idiot, but... <laughs> I mean, it was funny. I took the picture here in front of the practice pad, and you know, I got the bass, and the guy would go, well, where's wardrobe? I go, wardrobe? I'm going to wear this, okay? <laughs> he was a young man, too. And in fact, he was a skater. I got talking to him. Because you don't ever know with a picture ticker, you know. But you got to respect. I mean, it's like a sound man, right? The suck knob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so... And find out, it, it turns out he was a hardcore singer in Salt Lake City as a as a young skater, wow. and, and so he wasn't no square John, you know. Yeah. But maybe he told me about doing a session where a cat would not do it without makeup, wow. and like he didn't have the budget for makeup. Wow. So the guy said, "Don't worry, I got my own." <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! So they had to wait for this guy what to dog, you know, preen up. <laughs> So I guess my shit was kind of easy. <laughs> I don't know. It's old. My mod just got me. It was a penalty, you know. And you're wearing them, and I like because they're itchy. But I didn't see how it looked. It's all new and all stuff. Straight pin. Hanging out. Well, br- brother Matt, you ready? You know, it's time for the spin cycle. It's been a while. Now, I don't know. Yes. You guys heard the show, so you've We've heard familiar. the show. We know about the spin but cycle. But you weren't familiar enough to bring your own shit to jam with it. We should have brought It was very last minute. We I wish we would have. That's true. We do yeah, have a Buddha machine Buddha here. Box. Yeah, Buddha. yeah, tell us something about the Buddha box. Now, the Buddha machine, whenever the last song, the last song that you, the song you played before we came on here was using the Buddha machine. And this is from a band called uh, FM3 from uh, China. And these guys, uh, these guys sell these uh, little. It's kind of a takeoff on a mantra box. That's a Buddhist thing, but uh, but these guys have uh, recorded their own their own little um, uh, tracks on here. And you can get a number of these guys going at once. And now we had these. Uh, we had one of these on our album, on that song that you played. And whenever Kramer mixed it, he ended up taking it out of the mix. Check check these things out. But um, uh, whenever Kramer mixed the album, he took it out of the mix. So inside the cover of the album, we put on there that you should buy one of these and then play the track that was meant to go with the song. So oh. we brought them on today to, you know, because we figured that you probably hadn't seen it no. as well. It's an incredibly interesting it's a whole device. a way to digest music. And these guys, uh, you know, these guys are on MySpace and all that sort of crap. But they're really cool guys as well. You know, it's a real, even though they came up with this Nobody genius called? thing. They're, the band is called FM3. You can kind of see the well, this FM3. Is like, this is like their album. You know, this is, this is their released. whole album. They, they released the MP3s online where you can just play them off of there, too. But the player, actually, the thing that we're playing this out of kind of looks like a small walkie-talkie or a little radio. Black cigarettes is plastic. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, and they come in all different colors. But then they got a little volume adjustment so you can play the different loops and turn the volume up or down, place them around the house. The real reason why I freaked out on these, uh, you know, I'd shown them to a few people and I, you know, spent a lot of time listening to them and I was kind of freaked out on them, but I'd taken them to, to uh, visit my mom in a hotel in Palm Springs. And I'd left them on for a long time. We had been talking and she kind of froze and got this weird look on her face and said, wow, you know, those things have been playing this whole time, huh? And I'm like, yeah, you kind of forget that they're on. And I realized she had had that transcendental moment whenever that happened. And so I was like, you know, I ended up mailing her, I ended up mailing her like three of them, you know, and it's a, oh, wow. it, the, 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 this works on uh, people that wouldn't have that transcendental moment. Otherwise, I don't think, you know, it's a real interesting. And while we were having all the technical difficulties, they were, these were on and I think it calmed everything down a little bit. Chill in a box. <laughs> but these are the Buddha machine that that song is entitled for. There you go. Cool. That's a good start. Another bat. Spin it. Like a 
fellas, we beat it down in the cellar. Well, I guess you call the basement, cause that's where all the bass went. When we turn it up a notch, old school like Ed Koch, toss my foot up in the air, grab my crotch. Who am I? Michael, keep the music on the cycle, so we can finish up the flows in your froze. <laughs>
27th, 2007. It's the third hour of the Watt from Pedro show, and here's part nine of Jack Flanders and the Ghost Islands. Do we stay together? Well, we'll cover more ground separately. 
I brought some walkie-talkies. Oh, I love the walkie and talkie. Ah, uh, so. What did he call me? <laughs> oh, man. Be serious. We have so little time. Now let's see if we can get a signal. Here, Dominic, try it. Testing, testing, Andrew. Ah, you're coming through just fine. Hey, I'm surprised they work. As long as the island remains solid, yes, they will. And then what? Ah, well, then we'll be blowing bubbles. What bubbles? You know, blow, blow, bubbles. <laughs> Jack! <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Um, how much time do we have? Maybe only an hour. After that, I don't know. Now, there's a path here. And there's one over here. And one right here. Ah, three paths, four people. Claudine, what do you think? Each on our own? I do not want to be alone. Well, Dominique, I guess you can come with me. Oh, no, 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 no. I know you. You will sacrifice me to the fuzzy. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for the thought. <laughs> Dominique, why don't you come with me? Oh, good. We better keep checking in with each other to make sure we stay in range. Jack. Bonjour, Mojo. Bonjour. Oh, bonjour's all around. Okay. Any last words? Oh, man. I hope these are not my last words. Please, use your flashlights only when necessary. To save batteries? Oh, the moon's bright enough anyway. What about snakes? I like snakes. Okay. If I see one, I'll send it your way. What about monkeys and baboons? I don't know, Mojo. <laughs> but we do know it's got one thing. Do you mean us? I mean, the fuzzy ones. There's nothing like seeing spooks in the moonlight. <laughs> you two, stop that. It's not funny. Come on, we don't have much time. We set off in different directions, following our paths. It really was spooky. You felt anything could just leap out at you at any time. But at least we were keeping in constant contact with each other. M Mojo? Where are you now? I'm climbing a hill. I can hear the surf pounding down below. That's a good sign. Why is that? It means the island is still solid. When you can't hear the surf, well, we're sunk. Jack, where are you now? <laughs> I have no idea. Claudine? Yes, Jack? You see anything? No, just jungle. I see something. What is it, Dominique? I can see a clearing in the moonlight. Natural or man-made? Or maybe fuzzy me? <laughs> hey, Dominique had a bad dream about the Luca Luna, and this is not helping. Mojo, don't scare Dominique. Sorry. <laughs> so, uh, Mojo, where are you now? I'm at the top of the hill. I can see the lights of, of the town over there. Where, where are you? Oh, it looks like there's a valley down below, but uh, it's covered with mist. What did you find? A cave. Jack, Dominic discovered a cave. Be careful, okay? Jack, you're going down into that fog. Yeah, that's where my path leads. Yeah, mine too. Uh, maybe we're on the same path. Well, if you see something coming towards you, don't shoot. Mojo, what would I shoot you with? I, I'm just saying that if you see... Wait, wait a minute. Hold on. There is something here. What are you seeing? Only a film of mist over the top of the valley, but underneath it's clear. There is no mist. In fact, the moon is shining right through it. That's good, because I'm starting to step down into that stuff right now. There's something here. I, I can't make it out. It, 
looks like whatever it is, it's very big and shimmery. Is it a giant fuzzy? I sure hope not. No, I'm not seeing anything. I'm in the fog trying to stay on this path. I think this is the settlement Rose told us about. You've seen buildings? I, I can't quite focus on them. Hmm, sounds like everything's got their shimmies. Where are you? I'm fogged up here. I got to feel my way on down. Claudine? Hello? Anyone there? Hello? Hmm. Jack? You can hear me? Yeah. Oh, man. I see what you mean. This place has got the shimmy. Are these buildings solid or, or what? Well, maybe to see them, we got the shimmy, too. <laughs> How are we going to do that? Well, oh, let's just see what the you-do man has brought in his little bead pouch. Here, chaw on this. What is this, root? Uh, a little something the natives around here use as a means of transportation. And what does that mean? Well, they use it to take them places. Mojo, we don't have much time. This is Madame Jamal's guaranteed fast-acting root. You've tried this? It's the real stuff. Okay. What the heck? Uh, don't swallow. Chew it and keep it in your cheek. Mm-hmm. Mm. Jack? Are you there? Mojo? Claudine? Uh, I'm here. I can't reach either one of them. Oh, God, look at this. What is it? Bones, skulls, mummies. Are they human? They were. Maybe the cave preserves the bodies. Were they sacrificed? I don't think so, no. I don't like this. The cave is being used as a mausoleum. Let's leave. Dominique, these are only mummies. Well, do you want to join them? I don't. But look, you see how they were wrapped? They are being honored. I do not want it to be honored. <laughs> I'm getting out of here. Oh my god, what? Look, out there, waiting in the moonlight. It's a fuzzy one. Mm -mm. This root tastes a little like ginseng. I took a new one yesterday. You know, I think those little wavy lines are starting to straighten up. <laughs> or maybe we're waving with them. Hmm. Hey. Standing in the street, it, it feels like cobblestones. Hey, do you remember that city we saw in old Montreal? The one that was somewhere next door to reality? You're right. This does remind me of that. Isn't that the place where you first met Claudine? And here's a place that's not so different. Things are beginning to add up, Mojo. Well, don't start toggling just yet. We don't know what we're going to find next. Have you tried to read the signs on these buildings? It looks like Arabic and Chinese. <laughs> I didn't know you could combine those two. Well, let's see what's inside some of these buildings, shall we? After you, Captain Jack. Oh, no. There are now three fuzzy ones. They are gathering. What do we do? We can talk to them. Look, look, there's more. More are coming. They gather so quickly. Smell us. They're hungry. I'm getting hungry. 
Aren't you? Claudine, this is not funny. Well, we can't stay here. Yes, we can. We are running out of time. I'm not going out there. Dominique, this island is going to disappear, and then what will happen? Look, look, there's more and more. I'm coming. Dominique. Jack, Mojo, help us. Are you there? Yes, yes, help us. There are fuzzy ones. They are everywhere. I can't hear you. I said we are surrounded by the fuzzy ones. Have you found anything? They have found us. Everything all right? No, no, nothing is all right. I can't make out what you're saying. I'll check later. <sighs> I guess they haven't found anything. Let's try this little shop. <laughs> See if there's any spooks in here.
Lot from Pedro Show. That was the solvents with Stranded in the Echoes. And uh, we had Howard M. before that with the Pearl. That was pretty Stranded in the Echo. <laughs> huh? Where yeah, was that? Was. Where was that recorded? That was recorded at our uh, rehearsal studio. That's actually a demo track for our upcoming Mega Integra Drome CD. Right, and uh, you have a gig to go along with that coming up at we have Il a gig. Corral, huh? We have a gig at Il Corral Saturday the 14th. Saturday uh, the 14th of April. The April, yes, yes. And um, uh, I'm not sure when we're playing there. You never really know. Um, there's three other bands, and we're one Probably of them. Probably the 14th. Ah. <laughs> I mean, what time? time? Yeah. I, I understand. So you got you to stay from the band. I got some gigs coming too. Friday at Smell. Uh, March, what is it, 29? 30th, March 30th, Friday at the Smell with Dose and 31st, big benefit for Richie Hess at Safari Sam's. Starts at 4 in the afternoon, maybe 12 bands or something, and we're all coming together to help Richie because uh, he's got a cancer and it's fucked up. You know, uh, musicians... Uh, it's hard for him to have insurance. I know I was there when I was my sickness. It took me a long time to pay off. Somebody hit your hatch, brother man. I heard it not. Tip to tip. And uh, I have insurance now. Through, went got through Musicians Union, but um, everybody wants to help. Please, come on down if you're in the vicinity. Safari Sam's, it's in the east part of Hollywood. Sunset Boulevard. Sam's a good cat. I got to play there for the first time a month ago. I used to play his club in um, Orange County. Uh, way back, many men days. It was But now he's got a new pad. And uh, good folks there. Yeah, good sound. Great Nels sound. was on fire. I had to leave right from that gig to go to uh, I go, France. <laughs> a couple of hours after I played. <laughs> Yeah, that was some wild stuff. We played on some French TV, and then we played a gig up in the uh, Alps in a tent. That was, I took my first helicopter ride. That was wild. Well, it was scary. It was. It, it, it doesn't have momentum like an airplane. You know? It uh, drops like a rock. You know, it was floating like a bee, you know, a hummingbird. Yeah, a hummingbird. <laughs> it was intense. I sit next to us. Steve McKay and Bunny and Iggy were in front of me. And uh, in the Alps, too. So we were in the, all the snow and the mountains. <laughs> wow. Wow. Guys pointing out the cow paths. <laughs> they walk when it's summer. <laughs> and, uh, I had a nightmare. I had a really bad nightmare the night before that gig. Fuck. It scared the shit out of me. It was really strange. I should, I think you should verge on a tangent. See the timer. <laughs> well, you wanted to play some miles and talking heads and shit. Right? So maybe we should get to that. Anyway, this thing was really scary. I, I was on a schoolyard and there was these young people, and they weren't kids, but they're young people. And uh, they were in a play. It seemed like they were in a play, and but they were uh, speaking Emma Goldman. Stuff from her 
<laughs> we the living book. You know, I was like, whoa. But it was like they weren't really into it. It was like a school assignment or something, you know. I was like, wow, we should get into this. And then all of a sudden I leave that schoolyard or, or a playhouse or I don't know. You know, it's a dream. So, and then I'm in, I'm in Hollywood. That neighborhood part, and I'm going through people's yards and shit. I find I'm in somebody's garage. And I remember that there's these bikes there, and I hit one over, kind of. And it was gonna fall, so I go to bend down to pick it up, keep it from hitting the deck, and it's been painted. So when I go and grab it and shit, my fingers put fingerprints in the paint, and there's the the dude who owns a house is there, and he's looking at me all pissed off and he's got a leash you know he's gonna call the pigs i'm calling them and it's like whoa so i gotta run and i'm running through people's yards and they're all pissed off i mean it was a fucking layman's persecution i was scared i was so relieved when i woke up in a way you know because i thought for sure it was really happening i get those things where i'm convinced that it's not a dream it's fucked up and I'm always thinking about what's after, you know, now what do I do? You know, I'm bayoneted 20 times in the chair. Where do I find an emergency room? There, you want to play some miles. Let's play some miles. From the Watson Pedro Show. Thank <laughs> you. 
show that's some music james picked there talking heads uh with animals neil young with uh, transformer man and hunky tonk by miles davis uh you want to say something about that james um miles davis is a big inspiration on our new record because of his recording of large improvised pieces being edited into smaller, more profound work. So we've been listening to a lot of him lately. And uh, well, that's trans- where you're headed. Transformer man is just a uh, vocoder Neil Young. You can't beat that. And <laughs> is that demo thing you did for the new record? The demo thing we did is going to be on our new record. Yeah. Didn't seem like there was a lot of edit in there. There's no edit. That's why it was a Watt from Pedro exclusive. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Unheard anywhere else in the world. Never to be heard that again. At the Il, you're not going to play that at Il Corral? We are going to play that at Il Corral right. on the 14th, Saturday of April. Right, right. <laughs> and the I last song, be... you know, the Talking Heads is just yeah. uh, the line, um, uh, animals think they're pretty smart, they shit on the ground and see in the dark. Is I just love the it's lyrics profound. of that song. It's pretty profound. Right. Yeah. <laughs> really does say it all. <laughs> More than mongoloid. <laughs> Uh, yeah. said it all. Yeah. Well, <laughs> somebody, you know what, what mashup is? You'd know, brother Matt. Yeah, like Yeah, there's a band called the Illuminoids doing that, where they mash up. They do uh, Mongoloid with. Oh, they do it with some weird song. They do it pretty good. They did forming with. Uh, I got the fucking. You have the germs forming. Oh yeah. yeah. They do it with, uh... shit, I don't know. <laughs> it was really good. If I heard it. <laughs> ah, fuck. Well, they do, uh, you see this commercial with Iggy in the Cadillac or something? No, I haven't seen it yet. I'm a punk rocker. Yes, I am. Uh-uh. They took that and they mixed it with Eminem. Wow. Right, what's it called? Uh, to, to turn it loose, turn it up, let it loose. Punk it up, whatever the fuck. <laughs> uh, sing, he's rapping pretty fast. And then Iggy's in it with it. Nice. And the same thing with Darby, he's with this other song I can't remember. I'll play it next time. They're called the Illuminoids. They do it to a few songs. Um, who turned me on to it? Uh, Howie. You know Howie Pyro? 
He's from the old days. Good cat. These guys own radio show too. Tur I think they're friends of Don Bowles. Sounds like old friends yeah, of Don. Yeah. Anyway, the Unknown Instructors have a new album, and uh, we'll play a tune here. This has got uh, myself on bass and Georgie on drum, George Hurley on drums, and Joe Biden on guitar, and Raymond Pettibone on voice and lyrics. Here you go. Thriller? Trill it. Trilling. Trillo. Troll. Echo. Twingle. Twangle. Twing. Twang. Twinkle. Twinkle. Twinkle roll. Twinkle toe. Twinkler twink. In the twinkle of an eye. Twinkly, pinky, Ringo, Twinky Dink, Choir, Higher, Twerker, Knickers, and a twist, Knock Nicks, No, Knicker, Knockers, and Butts, Knockers up, Up, Got a Notch, and My Knob, Stick, Stock, Twitter, Twat, Do It. Widow or widow. Wizzes. Wizard white. Make the twirly gig tight. Twirler girl. Step person's on. No harm done. Twister in the wind. Slowly, slowly.
lot from Pedro's show with the fucking echo. Sorry about that. That's uh, Chris, uh, Chris Murphy with uh, Blues for Bukowski. And Don Bone Break on drums and myself on um, bass. And we made a video for that, so I, you know it's going to be on MTV every five minutes. So <laughs> check that out. And we played Long Beach. What's it say on the timer there, Brother Matt? It says 59. Yeah, but we got to go seven more because we did the bonus. We did uh, you, you people won't have the privilege of hearing Miles Davis all <laughs> bum-rushed by a <laughs> feedback. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You guys, we, that's, you know, should talk, talk about it a little bit. Play. Before Chris Murphy was... Um, Twing Twang by Unknown Instructors with Raymond. And I'm looking for a song here to play from the Lepers Productions. Let's see, this album here is the Super Heats. Greatest Heats. Alter Yinga Lepers. And uh, what, what, what should we play, guys? Already a Lucifer? <laughs> I'm Scared of Myself? Hidden Secret Song? No, not just the secret song, but hidden. <laughs> or uh, car fishing. I like car fishing. <laughs> Here's car fishing. Watt from Pedro show.
Lot from Pedro's show. That was USSA, Dwayne Dennison's new band, with Dead Voices. And we uh, heard Car Fishing by, what were they, Atiyunga? Not another Lepers, right? It's Leper Productions, but the band, it's Alexander DeLarga. And he's got all kinds of stuff. And this is his uh, Atiyunga. God, I forgot to write down the other word. Cool vocals on that. Yeah, probably Italiano, huh? Out the younger lepers. Yeah. Ah. But he's got all kinds of things like frog women. and <laughs> He's quite talented. Uh, what do you call it? Producer? Productive. Prolific. Person. Prolific, that's it. Thank you, Stefan. Stefan, James... Thank you for coming aboard. Good luck with your Howard M. Thank you, sir. Project with the record, with the gigs. My go- always great to see you, of course. <laughs> Brother Matt. Brother Matt, thanks Biden. for having us in your home. Thank you, Aiden so and Abed. Chris, thanks for coming. Um, everybody, uh, I'm back soon. I got a tour. I leave a week from today. First Stooges U.S. tour. I talked to Iggy today. It's going to be intense. I think we do 10 gigs in 20 days or 11 gigs in 21 days I think but uh, we get to play the US so you know 90% of our gigs have been overseas so it'll be nice <coughs> to play here too so I'm looking forward to that uh, everybody it's a March 27 2007 edition of Watt for Pedro show keep your powder dry <laughs>